Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The lights getting dim. Candles are flickering. The soothing sounds of Christmas have been playing. You're nestled into your pew in the warmth of this sanctuary. And now the pastor is about to drone on and on for the next 15 minutes. It's the perfect time for a Christmas nap. Am I right? Believe me, I have felt that way before too. But in order to resist this urge for as long as possible, we're going to be a little bit active at the beginning of this sermon. I'm going to ask for your participation. And I know I can already see the enthusiasm out there. It's pretty simple. I'm going to lay out a few scenarios, and if you can relate to them, if you have ever felt the same way, then I just want you to raise your hand along with me. Now, I know that this is a Lutheran church, and we're not really used to raising our hand in worship, but for today, I would like you to humor me and raise your hand. Here we go. You wake up in the middle of the night. You can't sleep, so you get out of bed and stumble through your darkened home. You walk into the living room and you stub your toe on a piece of furniture. How many of you have ever felt the annoying pain of a stubbed toe? It's the middle of the afternoon. In your busyness, the day has gotten away from you and you unintentionally skipped lunch. You're visiting with someone, but you aren't really sure what they're saying because all you can hear is your stomach begging you to get something to eat. How many of you have ever felt the distracting rumble of an empty stomach? You wake up in the morning and you're throat is scratchy, your nose is stuffed up. You grab a bunch of Kleenex and cough drops and you head out the door. Your day is spent sneezing and sniffling and coughing and trying your best to keep your distance from everyone else. How many of you have ever felt the loathsome nagging of a winter's cold? You look around and you see people who are gathered together, friends and family laughing with one another, spending time with each other. But you feel alone. Your family is broken. Your friends have become more and more distant. How many of you have ever felt the stinging pain of loneliness or isolation? How many of you have ever felt the aches and pains of an aging body? How many of you have ever felt cold during a Wisconsin winter, a real Wisconsin winter, not whatever is going on here today? How many of you have ever felt cold? How many of you have ever been overwhelmed with sadness at the tragedies of your life? How many of you have ever been crushed by the death of somebody you love? How many of you have ever thought about the reality of your own death? 
Dear friends, here is today's gospel. Here is today's gospel in one simple action. In one simple yet profound action, God comes to us, and this is what God does. See, prior to the incarnation, prior to that moment when Christ came down to earth as a baby in Bethlehem, God never felt any of those things. God could not have raised his hand to any of those scenarios that I just laid out. As soon as I mentioned the word stub toe, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Your mind instantly recalled the pain that was associated with those words. But God couldn't have comprehended any of it. There was a time when God knew that we stubbed our toes, but he himself had no idea what that felt like. When I was talking about pain and suffering and hunger and grief, you knew what I was talking about. Not one single person in here this evening heard my words and was like, well, gee, pastor, I don't know, what is hunger? Grief? No, I don't know. Sickness? I wonder what it would feel like to have a sickness. Not one of you processed my words that way. But God would have. Over 2,000 years ago, God had no experiential knowledge of any of that. He knew of words like sickness or hunger or loneliness, but he himself had no idea what that felt like. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it would be like to have no idea what the experience of exhaustion feels like? To have no idea what it feels like to have a sickness. In our human weakness, there's a time when we could say that we knew something that God did not know. The beauty of today is that God does know. The beauty of today is this, that God raises his hand, that God comes to us and he says, I have decided to feel pain. I have decided to be hungry. I will be lonely. I will suffer. I'll be exhausted. I will face the reality of my own death. God could have spent a blessed eternity without ever having to know how any of this felt. But instead, this is God's response on Christmas. Sometimes I think we just get so frustrated with God, we get so angry with him. Sometimes we look at what's going on in our life and it makes us just want to scream up at him, shout at him, you don't get it. You don't understand. You have no idea how I feel. But don't you see? That's the entire point. God did not need to understand. He didn't ever need to understand. He's the all-powerful, almighty, eternal God. 
Why would he need to understand the experience of a broken, frail human? Why would he ever want or need to understand that? The gospel today is that he does. He understands. He feels what you feel. He knows your pain. He knows your weakness. He knows your suffering. God does not just put on human flesh. He puts on human experience. He does this. It's the most beautifully baffling mystery there is. Why? Why would God do that? This is why he does it. For any of you out there who has ever felt sadness or sickness or hunger or grief or loneliness, I want you to raise your hand again. If you've ever felt any of those things, I want you to raise your hand one more time and I want you to keep those hands up for a moment. Do you know why God did it? Do you know why God put up his hand along with you? This is why God did it. God enters in to your pain. He understands your suffering so that one day you will know none of it. So that one day you won't be able to raise your hand to any of the things that I brought out at the beginning. Loneliness? Wow, what is that? Death? Death? What are you talking about? Pain? Exhaustion? No, I, I can't raise my hand. I have no idea what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand. That's the picture of your future. A future where you become like Jesus before Jesus became like you. A future where you have no more knowledge of stubbed toes or grief or sick and sore bodies. The Christmas gospel is that Jesus takes on the unknown experience of our human brokenness so that we can take on the unknown experience of his perfect paradise. I mean, do you know, dear friends, do you know what it's like to have unceasing joy? Do you know, dear friends, what it's like to be perfectly at peace? Do you know, dear friends, what it's like to feel the warmth of an ever-present love? Because of Jesus, because of Christmas, you can already start to feel it. Your hand is already starting to move. You can feel that peace. You can feel that joy. You can feel that love. The Christmas gospel is that this simple yet profound action is already starting right here tonight. It is starting until that day when it is perfectly complete. 
Do you know, dear friends, what it feels like to have no idea what you feel like now in your darkness, in your misery, to have no idea what you feel like now? So one day you will. Someday, if you are asked, do you know what it feels like to have perfect joy? Do you know what it feels like to be perfectly at peace? Someday, because of the Savior born to you in Bethlehem, someday you are going to do this. Peace? Yeah, I feel it. Joy? Oh, yeah. All the time. This is the Christmas gospel. And there is nothing more beautiful to feel or experience than this. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our human understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.